You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where we, of course, talk about the Indiana Pacers as always. My name's Tony East. I cover the team for Forbes and the West Side Community News. And today, as promised, is the day where you will hear from Pacers players on their upcoming free agency. We had X interviews over the last week with every player on the team uh, and basically everybody whose future may not be involved with the team is either upcoming in free agency or they have a non-guaranteed deal next year was asked about their future and their contract status with the team so can run through the players answers and break down if they mean anything and use that to kind of springboard on okay what what is their overview of free agency going to look like we talked about that on Monday as well but I think using their answers in the context of it will make it a little easier to talk about so the the seven seven is no seven is correct the seven guys who are sort of up in the air are O'Shea Brissett, whose deal is non-guaranteed for next year. Keelan Martin, same thing, his deal is non-guaranteed for next year. Edmund Sumner, who has a team option. And then the free agents are Cassius Stanley, TJ McConnell, Doug McDermott, and Jakar Sampson. So Cassius Stanley was not directly asked about free agency. He was asked about Summer League, and he said he does want to play in Summer League and is going to be playing in Summer League. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be for the Pacers, although I imagine that if he knows he's going to be playing in Summer League, it's probably for the Pacers, so we'll see. But what they think of him with his future is unclear. Unfortunately, no audio from him, but he answered a variety of questions about his rookie year, uh, growing in the bubble and stuff like that. And then Keelan Martin, also the one of the only other guys on this list who was not directly asked about his free agency during this period. He talked about, my question to him was like, your month of May was so crazy. You know, you went from out of the rotation to being a really key guy for this team, getting him into the play-in. And he talked about how huge of a month it was for him and, and being asked to play quality defense, which he did. All the rest of the guys, there's sound bites on their free agency. And to be honest, the other five guys are the better five players who are the ones the Pacers would have more interest in bringing back, unlike Keelan and Cassius. You know, they might want Cassius back. They just drafted and they believe in him. Keelan Martin, probably their least important free agent anyway. So let's start with the non-guaranteed guy, of O'Shea Brissett, who it's likely he'll be back, but we can break down his situation after you hear the soundbite from him specifically. So here's what O'Shea Brissett had to say about his upcoming potential free agency, although unlikely to actually be a free agent. What's the mindset going into another year knowing, yes, you do have a full contract, which is what you were looking for, but you got to earn it. Um, so it's just continuing to prove what you can do every day. Uh, I mean, I don't, ever want to have that feeling of getting cut you know ever again um so that's stays in my mind you know almost every day every time I step on the court um so you know I'm gonna work hard I'm gonna you know get better and you know continue to just prove a lot of people wrong and and make a name for myself and you know that really starts this summer with the work I put in and everything that I do being ready for next year I absolutely love that answer. You know, he talked about what drives him, what he wants to do, and how he wants to prove himself, right? And I think the fear of failure is certainly very interesting when it comes to earning a spot in the league. But he was awesome for the Pacers this season. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's a non-guaranteed deal at the minimum for next year. O'Shea Bursette does with the Pacers. If you watched any of his games, basically from the time he entered the starting lineup through the end of the season, you'll know that it's a no-brainer, right? He's going to be back on this Pacer team next year. Basically, for sure, he played incredibly well. 
He fit a role that they had no one in for the entirety of the season. He shot well from deep. And like we've talked about before, they might just guarantee his deal before the season even starts because why not? They know he's going to make the team anyway. The only reason they wouldn't is like as a pitfall against him getting hurt or anything. But, I mean, O'Shea Brissett, the guy they had O'Shea Brissett, was like a 5 to $10 million player. And they've got him on a sub $2 million deal that's fully non-guaranteed for until January of 20. 22 so they can bring him into camp they can bring him into the start of the season still could cut him and get his money off the books the Pacers will not be cutting O'Shea Brissett for any reason like I said on Monday's show um, but they have the option given his contract and I think that that has, it sounds like given his answer that's going to help him grow in this offseason that's his motivating factor right he wants to earn the deal he wants to earn a spot on a team have that training camp head into the season on a team reminder last year he went into camp with the Raptors, and he had a three hundred thousand dollar guarantee on his deal. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like enough for him to make it. That's a bigger guarantee than he has going into next season with the Pacers. And he did not make the Raptors team. He was their last cut. He was a likely guy to make it, but he didn't, and that has to sting. You know, he was on a two way the year before. They made the second round of the playoffs. He was in the bubble with them, making vlogs. Right, clearly love and being part of the Raptors, a key contributor to that team, playing for his coaches for Team Canada, and then he got cut. That had to sting. That had to really hurt, especially after making a team, fighting on the two-way to make the roster, to then get cut after camp has to sting, even if the Raptors are doing the best thing for them. It cannot feel good for Brissett. So being able to use that experience to to grind out a good second season in the league with the Pacers, to earn a roster spot, and then to have that in the back of your mind and go, I don't want that to happen to me again, that's huge for him. That'll help him grow this summer. That'll make him better going into next year. And if he's inspired and looks awesome, heading into camp and looks better, he can earn his deal anyway. He'll get his spot. He'll look better. And he'll make the Pacers better. So great answer from him, especially in the context of how his career has gone. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the Pacers next year. If he's still as good as he was last year, it's going to make the front court some very interesting decisions because it's going to be hard to play Goga if like one of Turner and Sabonis is always in the game and O'Shea is in the game a ton because he was really good. He, but he was that good that he's putting those kind of tough decisions in your head already. So that's O'Shea on his free agency. Very likely he will be back, almost a certainty, like probably above 95%, probably above 99% that he'll be back on the team next year. It would take some catastrophic roster changes for him not to be back. So that's O'Shea Brissett. He's first. Again, unfortunately, no direct audio on free agency from either Keelan Martin or Cassius Stanley, but they did offer tidbits of, you know, Cassius talking about Summer League. Uh, which is good to hear about his future. And Keelan talking about how the month of May, you know, he really grew as a player. And we all saw that on the court, which will help him with prospectus to next season. Although Keelan, I would say, is probably more than likely not to be back. And Cassius is TBD. All right, so let's get into all the other four guys we have audio for. TJ McConnell, Doug McDermott, Edmund Sumner, Jakar Sampson. Let's take a little break and then do one of the bigger two guys who was in the rotation often this year in either Doug or McConnell. Let's do Doug and Jakar Sampson for our next segment. But first, going to take a little break, talk to you guys about the great folks over at Locker Room, one of the um, social apps that we use here at Locked On Pacers. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download once you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I think Miles Turner did a Locker Room a couple of months ago. We host one with Locked On Pacers once a week. Adam's going to do one this weekend. You can join in on the conversation, so we just hop on there and talk about the Pacers. You can type in a chat, and we can respond to what you're saying. We can put you up on stage to talk with us. It's really cool. Great place to join conversations about your favorite team or sports, and even do watch parties. There's a lot of them during games. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices and in Android. It's in the beta stage now. Create a profile, 
link to your Twitter, join the groups you want, Pacers, NBA, whatever. You can be notified whenever your favorite creators go live. Go check it out now. Download that app and join Locker Room today. Locker Room changing the way we talk about sports. All right, moving on to the rotation guys, the guys who played more often. O'Shea played a lot, but he was added at the end of the year. I thought he'd be a fun guy to lead with. And you could honestly argue O'Shea's the most important Pacer free agent. But you could also argue Doug McDermott is the Pacers' most important free agent. Really good shooter, plays a position of need for them. His production's going to be very hard to replace. He had a massive career offensive season. He was shooting very well from three two years ago. Still shot well from three this past year, but not nearly as well as two years ago. So great shooter. That gravity opens up space for him. It opens up space for Sabonis. It opens up space for cutters all over the court. His impact on the Pacers offense is hard to measure, right? He, he I advocated for him to start at various times with injuries because I think he helps a lot of guys play better. And I think he fits well with a lot of guys on this roster. Basically, the reason he's not a $15 million player is he's not a very good defender, but he's an excellent offensive player. Definitely has a role on successful teams, but he's a free agent this year. Pacers have full bird rights. They can offer him whatever he wants. But before we talk about if the Pacers can and will bring him back, let's hear what Doug McDermott had to say about his own free agency. And I apologize ahead of time. I had to really level this audio to get my question and his answer to be about the same pitch because... My audio came in really loud and his came in really quiet, but I think it sounds good, so bear with me on the quality here. But here's what Doug McDermott had to say about his own free agency. Doug, after three years in Indiana, you're a free agent again this summer. Have you thought at all about your future and what you're looking for with your next deal and team? Um, not too much. I've been trying to stay in the moment all year. Um, I, I knew this was on the horizon, obviously, but um, you know, I'm, I want to be a pacer, man. It's uh, It's been a great three years and you know, they treat me nothing uh, but the best and been a great place uh, to call home for the last three years so i hope i can continue that the famous words i want to be a pacer love to hear that if you're a fan of the team and a fan of bringing mcdermott back that he would like to play for this team right and and i think he's being genuine with that mostly because earlier in the season he was asked kind of about well i actually wrote a story about his extension but you know would he be willing to sign an extension if the Pacers offered him the right one or anything and he said he loved the Pacers back then too before it was a free agency question but also when I asked him that, he kind of talked about like he had this journeyman career before joining the Pacers, right? Drafted and then immediately traded to the Bulls, only there for two and a half seasons, then traded to the Thunder. Then the next season, he signs with the Knicks. The Knicks immediately trade him to Dallas, right? So he's on four teams really early on in his career. Before he even gets out of his rookie deal, he's on four teams. So the Pacers sign him. They're the first team to actually ink him to a deal, right, as an unrestricted guy, three-year deal, and he stays there for all three years. It was a lot of stability for him. He liked that. He liked the being a part of the Pacers. He's from the Midwest. He's close-ish to his family, but it's just sort of what he's used to anyway, and it offered him the stability he didn't have before. So I know he likes the stability and not changing teams as much. I know he genuinely does like the Pacers. It matches his lifestyle from growing up and things like that, born in North Dakota, raised in Iowa. So I genuinely believe Doug McDermott does like the Pacers and would be back if the Pacers are willing to have him. We talked about this Monday. Keeping him is kind of, you know, he, he's really good. If he can, if he's, if he'll take the right deal, he should come back. But, you know, there could be a point where, given the Pacers' potential tax concerns, it comes down to picking him or McConnell. And if it comes to that, I, I don't envy the Pacers for having to make the decision. But that's where the holdup with bringing him back would come is, you know, if he's back, you don't have McConnell back or you can't use your mid level exception or whatever. 
whatever the choice is, he's worth more than the mid-level. You choose him over the mid-level every time, I think. It's just those are the considerations that go into him is because the tax is involved, it's going to be hard for them to have a, a, a free agency that both keeps him around and happy and lets the team grow in a meaningful way. But that said, he's really good. They, every team needs shooting. He's a great shooter. He's a great offensive player. And the Pacers would be lucky to have him back. And he would be lucky to be back on a, on a team and with an organization that he really enjoys. So insightful answer from him. I thought my extension question earlier this season sort of answered some of um, what he's thinking about his future as well, too. So I, again, genuinely think he would like to be back with the Pacers, but we'll see what the Pacers are thinking as the offseason goes along. I would totally understand. Let's go to another guy who was in the rotation at times this year, had a very interesting season, to say the least, Jakar Sampson. Jakar Sampson, a free agent again. Let's hear what Jakar Sampson had to say about his upcoming free agency. Jakar, second summer in a row where you'll be a free agent, which is not a fun thing to be as an NBA player. Do you have, have you figured out what your priorities are going to be this offseason? Do you have any interest in coming back to the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, Pacers, I feel like, will always be my home no matter what. Um, you know, I love this organization. I love the front office. You know, I love, you know, the people here. You know, it's a family type of atmosphere. But I haven't really gave it much thought, honestly, you know. And to be honest, I'm used to this situation. It's not even a big deal to me, you know. <laughs> so um, I'm more excited to, you know, get home, spend some time, you know, get get around my family, spend some time with my new niece. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to right now. So shockingly, very similar situations for Jakar and McDermott, despite being on different talent levels, right? But you hear from Jakar that he kind of views the Pacers as homish because it's the only team he's been on for two full seasons in a row, right? He starts with Philly his rookie year and then through partway through his second year gets moved to Denver. Then after Denver, he signs with the Kings and after the Kings, he signs with the Bulls, but he's kind of in the G League, but then he's kind of in the NBA, right? It's, it's a chaotic career for him. So even if it's just two minimum deals where he didn't even play in half the team's games neither year, just being with the Pacers on a fully guaranteed deal two years in a row for Sampson was a lot of stability, right? That's more than he had at any point throughout his career. So that's why I, I believe he views the Pacers as home. Of course, he would be happy to be back. That said, of the guys we've talked about so far, easily the most replaceable free agent. Not that he's not talented and you know, giving effort is clearly a skill or else every player would give 100% on the time. Samson certainly has a role in the NBA to me. But I understand why he's replaceable. He doesn't. He plays less than half the games for a reason for this team. But uh, uh, another similarity with him and McDermott I want to bring up is he's from Cleveland, Akron area, right? So it's pretty close to home for him, with, uh, withstanding of that he could play for the Cavs. It's, it's a close-to-home situation. He can kind of go back. And I know during the um, pandemic, like pre-bubble sort of, he would go back and forth kind of between Indy and Cleveland to where he could get his workouts in and still see his family when he could and stuff like that. So Midwest is still home for him. Stuff like that is important to a lot of these players. So, um, I mean, for Jakar, it'd probably be the same deal again. Like, if he's willing to take the minimum, like, late in free agency, if the Pacers can't materialize something else elsewhere, maybe he'll be back. That's exactly what happened last summer. Uh, fully guaranteed minimum a couple days into free agency. But, you know, he, he gives a lot of effort. He provides the front court depth. If he's willing to take the same role of no guaranteed minutes unless there's injuries, and a minimum deal. I guess he could be back, but I kind of feel like he'll sniff around for bigger roles this time uh, or maybe just try to find a new team that might play him more or might give him more than the minimum. I'm not sure he can get it, but who knows? I don't think he'll be a priority for the Pacers necessarily, but again, they circled back to him last summer and it worked out fine, so we'll see what's up with him, but that's what he had to say about his own free agency. So let's take one more break and do the last two guys, TJ McConnell and Edmund Sumner, sum up their situations. But first, of course, we're talking about the great folks 
over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season up and running in full swing almost two months in. You can track all the action over at betonline.ag, plus all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA action all over there. You can bet on these crazy playoffs. It's currently halftime of uh, Clippers-Mavs for me, and these games playing at the same time, Lakers-Suns and Clippers-Mavs, are insane that they're at the same time. This playoffs has been awesome, a lot of fun action to bet on and get involved in. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do when you sign up, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.ag. You are online sportsbook experts, and we're also talking about Built Bar because Built Bar is making the best-tasting protein bars ever. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? Mine is peanut butter brownie. They have nine delicious flavors in their variety slash mix pack, plus the occasional limited-time flavors. I really love the peanut butter brownie, but they also have double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, coconut, almond, coconut. I could go on and on. There's something for everyone. And these best-tasting protein bars ever, 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. The texture of them matches the flavor so like the coconut one has a little more crunch for or coconut almond one excuse me has a little more crunch than the coconut one for example they do a really good job making you feel like you're eating what the flavor is you got to try them they're delicious they're great for the health conscious guy 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs again delicious you got it you got to try them today order them today go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, last two guys. Last two guys to talk about. One key rotation player, sixth man of the year candidate who got votes for sixth man of the year legitimately. We'll talk about that next week. TJ McConnell, the other one, another key rotation guy when healthy. Edmund Sumner, who keeps evolving and growing as a player, both in very unique Free agent situations, TJ McConnell, an early bird free agent, which is a little too complicated to explain in a one-segment situation, but basically they can offer him like four for 54 pretty easily um, without with any no-cap considerations, basically. That's too much for McConnell, but they can offer up to that, so easy to keep him if they want him, but again, the amount it would take to get him would probably price him out of Doug McDermott, for example. It'll make the rest of their free agency a little complicated, so those are the things to consider with McConnell there is a, a limit, a legit limit on spending with him that there isn't on McDermott. So like another team could really aggressively want McConnell and really overpay for him. And there's nothing the Pacers can do, right? They're capped at a specific number that they literally cannot go over for him. So they do have that limit with him if he does w- w- go to another team. And, you know, with all these guys, if they want to go somewhere else, they're all unrestricted. They can just do that on their own accord. But anyway, yeah, McConnell, great player. Led the second unit. There's a reason he got six man of the year voting and a one third place most improved player vote. So, hear what he had to say about his free agency and a potential return to the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, you're heading into free agency again. I know the season just ended. So, have you given much thought at all to to that process? And are you open to to coming back to Indiana if the opportunity presents itself? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't um, thought about it as much. Um, I'm obviously going to sit down and talk to my wife and. Um, talk to my agent, but uh, I would love to be back here. Um, I absolutely love it here. Love the organization. Um, love the fans. Love um, front office teammates. Like I said, I don't have a bad word to say about anything or anyone. Um, it's a first class organization and um, love being a part of it and hope to be a part of it 
in the future. I mean, what what else did I expect to hear from DJ McConnell, the ultimate team first kind of guy? Loves to set up his teammates, loves to prop up his coaches and teammates in public spaces like this. Of course, he's going to say that he wants to be back and gas up the organization in the process. So I should have said this at the beginning of the show, but reminder that take everything in a public press conference from players, coaches, front office, everybody with a grain of salt, right? You have to. You can't take every single thing said at face value. You can read into them and see what, and you know analyze what they mean and what they could mean. They're important. They're on the record statements for a reason, but reminder with that for all this. Anyway, I'm not putting that statement after McConnell for any reason other than just that I hadn't aired it out yet on the show. I think the Pacers would love to have McConnell back. I think he'd love to be back again. Another situation where, sort of from the Midwest, he's from Pennsylvania, so a little less Midwest and more coastal there, but um, still kind of close by. He's married now. He had a kid during the season, right? So he's his next deal is probably all about planting roots, and he's only played on two teams, right? So I think with McConnell, it's going to be kind of a length of deal thing, right? He's turning, I think he's 29 now. Yeah, he just turned 29 back in March. Uh, so when you just have a kid and you're 29, I think his next situations either going to be a bloated one or two year deal so he can get back on the market and then set his roots for a family um or you know if he gets that four-year offer this year i think he'll just take it because again you know that's just how the considerations go we saw that with justin holiday last year he had his second kid uh right before the bubble in 2020 and then he returned right you know he, he had some roots here with his family the Pacers were a good opportunity for him to get another longer deal later in his career. Uh, it was a good situation for him, and, and that family stuff really matters. So if McConnell is in a similar situation, he might just be looking for the longest deal he can get. So I, the Pacers, again, are, are capped at the years they can offer at four because of early bird free agency, and other teams can all offer four years as well. So they don't have a length advantage. They could have a money advantage if teams aren't willing to offer more than the MLE, for example. But that's going to be up to McConnell, and it's going to be up to other teams to, to see how they value him. He's going to be super interesting. I can see some teams thinking he's worth quite a bit. He's a very, very good defensive player, very, very good backup point guard. So has a ton of value to these teams. He was good for these Philly teams all throughout his career. Very, very rarely injured, right? Just a great player to have on your team. And remember, he gasses up everybody in media sessions. No locker room issues ever from this guy. So... He's very valuable to any organization. I think the Pacers would like to have him back. They might prioritize him as the number one free agent to return next season. I would not be surprised if that was the case at all. So they have the means to keep him. There's a good chance they really want to keep him. I think he'd be great to have back, and he likes the Pacers. So if they if they offer him what he wants, I'm sure he'll sign the dotted line and, and return, but we'll have to see. They have a lot of considerations money-wise that makes it hard with the talented guys like McConnell and McDermott, and Edmund Sumner, for example, who's up next, although this one's a little easier. We kind of explained it on Monday. Sumner's not necessarily going to be a free agent. He is a team option for just under $3 million next season. Sounds like a no-brainer because he's talented. I'll explain why. But first, hear from Edmund Sumner himself on his upcoming quote-unquote free agency. Ed, you have a team option this offseason. Have you had any sort of communication with the front office about what they're thinking about bringing you back or not? Uh, I mean, I just talked to him and they say they want me here. Uh, but I mean, I'll let my agent deal with that later on. Um, but I mean, I want to be a Pacer. I love the Pacers. Uh, they took a chance on me. Uh, I'm a I'm a loyal guy. I'm really so, man, that's it. So I'm sure the Pacers love to hear the I'm a loyal guy comment. Remember, they were the team that picked him in the second round when he was injured uh, before his career even took off. They gave him a two year two way deal to let him rehab and grow in their own organization. And he's become 
the player he is in Indiana. So I understand that loyalty and appreciating the team that gave you the chance when you were hurt and your draft stock falls like that. That said, he is a team option. He did say they would like to have him back next year, and I'm sure they do. And if the Pacers want Edmund Sumner back next year, even if they can't agree to a longer-term deal with him this summer, it's very easy, very easy for them to have him back next year. They just sign a piece of paper that says they pick up team option. It's that easy. So if the Pacers want Sumner back, they can have him back. We talked about this Monday. The consideration with this team option is they have other rights on Sumner that allow them to give him a raise this coming season. They could... Uh, talk to him as agency, talk to him and see if he'd be amenable to a deal like three for 18 or three for 20, right? So then he's making six to $7 million a year, which is closer to his actual value. They could get him on that deal. They just, they, they, they agree to it in principle. They decline the team option. They offer him the contract. He signs it. That's a little way they can use the team option to negotiate this summer. But if they want Sumner back next year, he'll be back next year on what deal? Who knows? We'll see. But it's, it's basically a lock. He's a good player on a cheap deal that they have the option on. He'll be back. So there you go. That's what every Pacer said about their own free agency. I'm not going to have to mince words all summer discussing it. And of course, again, in a public setting, they're all going to say they like the Pacers. They haven't thought about it, blah, blah, blah. You heard very similar mannerisms. But, you know, you read those little words like Sumner telling us the front office basically said they wanted him back. Or, you know, McDermott earlier in the season talking about how the Pacers were a home for him, given the way the rest of his career went. I don't have that audio in this one specifically, but that kind of stuff. Or O'Shea talking about how this has fueled him before, right? All these things make you read into their situations just a little differently or read into the thinking of the player or the team a little differently. So no more mincing words. That's what the Pacers players said on their own free agency. And now we can break them down even more appropriately for you the rest of the offseason on this Locked On Pacers podcast. I very rarely plead like this. But editing these episodes together and splicing out the audio from pretty long interviews takes a little bit of time. And I was doing this while watching, like I said earlier, Lakers-Mavs. So, Lakers-Mavs, Clippers-Mavs. So, if you guys could, please leave us a nice rating on wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnPacers, and me, at TEastNBA. Adam, back tomorrow to talk offseason. He has not told me what his topic is. He wants to surprise me. So tune into that tomorrow. I'll be back on Friday talking about the offseason key dates. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you tomorrow.